Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today and for another opportunity to gather together with brothers and sisters, Lord, and for sending your Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth, Lord, and to show us things to come. God, and we just thank you for the blessings that you pour out on us, Lord, and the desires that you fulfill in us, Lord, and that you show us favor, God, that you promote us, Lord, and that you've made us the head and not the tail, God. And we just thank you for your goodness, Lord, and for your mercy and your kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study on the Lord's house. And right now we're focused on the tabernacle. And if you have been blessed by any of these messages, we'd ask that you like them, that you subscribe on any number of the platforms or channels that we have, and share this or any of the messages with someone else so they too can be blessed and learn and grow in Christ, and in their relationship with Him. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, today we are moving forward, and we are going to discuss the boards, the sockets, and the bars. All right? Okay. Okay. Now, sweetheart, can you give us a little bit of background about what those, the boards, the sockets, and the bars are? (laughs) So, we've, up to this point, in discussing the tabernacle or tent of meeting, we've discussed all the coverings, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So now we're going to discuss what the coverings are going over. Hmm. All right, we've discussed some of the furnishings and then what those things were covered by, right? right which so is the table, yes. the lampstand. Yes. The so you have the, the curtains of linen, the badger skins, the ram skins, the head red, and the goat's hair, right? Um, yes. Those aren't in the correct order, but. Um, <laughs> goat's hair, ramskins dyed red, and badger skins on top of the linen curtains. Wow. So. But those were over what we're about to go over here. And this would be the framework? Yes. For the tent of meeting? Exactly. The, the actual structure. Okay. I always thought it was like a literal, like, picture tent kind of thing. That's what I thought. It so, may be shelves. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no this is the uh it's the frame it's the structure it's everything's contained within this oh. all right okay so so that section of scripture is found in exodus chapter 26 and we are going to read verses 15 through 30 Hey, John, I'm going to jump back in a little bit yes brother <clears throat> since we're talking about that as a tent remember uh, a while back we were talking about the weight Mm-hmm. Of the curtains and the mm-hmm. weight of the coverings and all. Mm-hmm. So just imagine, uh, if you would, I'm sure everybody has been somewhere where they've been at an event where there's been a flagpole up on the stage. Mm-hmm. And it's got a really heavy metal base to Absolutely. it to hold the flagpole up mm-hmm. on the stage. Mm-hmm. And the flagpole is usually 8 to 10 feet tall, not much bigger than that. Okay. And if you ever bumped into one, 
you know, they still will flip over pretty easy, even though it's got that heavy weighted base. Mm-hmm. Remember that this entire assembly was meant to be portable mm-hmm. and was taken down and put up a lot. And so the interlocking measures of this and the bases and everything, it's, um, yes, that's the contractor in me coming out. It took a lot. <laughs> and that's why it was so specific. Of course, God is, is we're learning the, the imagery. I don't want to say, say symbolism. We've been talking about symbols, but the imagery of this and the representation and how it helps us understand, uh, the holiness of God and the heavenly kingdom and all that, um, is pretty important, but there's also just the structural components of this are, are pretty dynamic and, and, and pretty interesting the way this thing is engineered mm-hmm. because it really is truly engineered. It is not, um, you know, a couple of sticks leaning together with something draped over top of it. Right. It's, it's supporting an awful lot and it's mm-hmm. portable at the same time. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about like some, a tarp tied, you know, tied Teepee. up between two trees or, you know, something like that. Just forgetting what an elaborate and ornate and wise and intricate God we serve. I mean, it's as we look at this and as you're, you're speaking about your calling of being a contractor, you know, that God blessed you with this ability, how all of this came out of him. He, he literally said, I got this (laughs) and poured that into people to give us gifts and abilities and things of that nature, because there's no way we would have come up with it ourselves. Adam sewed together fig leaves. That was his best <laughs> shot at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But God taught him and taught people and put this in us throughout generations to be able to do this and how God created this without blinking an eye and said, oh, let me give you these details and, you know, jot it down. And, and it's something that's more than I could even imagine it would ever be, especially like in the time we always think we're smarter now, of course, but... I'm just saying what a wonderful God we have to be able to do this. Well, there's even, even more, and I don't want to camp out here, but I mean, remember, <laughs> um, so we're, we, we live in an age where we can uh, jump on to the computer and watch videos. Most of us look at YouTube, you know, and there's, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. there's, you know, house flippers are us and they go in and they build a house in you know, 30 days and they do all this other stuff. And, um, but they have tons and tons of modern tools Mm-hmm. and resources and they can run up the run up to the end of the street they get you know, get enough screws oh i grab some at the hardware store right um, i could do this this was done in the middle of the desert i mean they were casting gold and bronze and silver elements and forming them with precision to replicate each one of them i mean this is just again this feat of what was done is is astounding and it's very mm-hmm. difficult Amen. To comprehend. Amen. And it actually worked. I mean, <laughs> think about great inventors in our, you know, American history in particular. How many times did they fail before they got something that somewhat worked or halfway worked? And God was like, first shot, just do what I said. Here you go. I'm what a mighty God we serve. Amen. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, y'all. Well, good. So, so this is awesome because there's going to be lots of discussion after we cover the scripture. Then, right? <laughs> Yes, well, and we're supposed yes. to marvel at Abs- what he's done. This absolutely. is just another way to marvel and to, to enjoy all that he's done. Mm-hmm. And, and to really mess up John's rhythm by not getting to the scripture <laughs> oh. first. Y'all should see him, guys. He's about to bounce out of his seat. <laughs> oh, no. We were just having fun. But I love this. So, can I get a volunteer to read Exodus 26, 15 through 30, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. And for the tabernacle, you shall make the boards of acacia wood standing upright. Ten cubits shall be the length of a board, and a cubit and a half shall be the width of each board. 
Two tenants shall be in each board for binding, one to another. Thus you shall make for all the boards of the tabernacle. And you shall make the boards for the tabernacle, twenty boards for the south side. You shall make forty sockets of silver under the twenty boards, two sockets under each of the boards for its two tenants. And for the south and for the second side of the tabernacle, the north side, there shall be twenty boards. And there's forty sockets of silver, two sockets under each of the boards. For the far side of the tabernacle, westward you shall make six boards, and you shall also make two boards for the two back corners of the tabernacle. They shall be coupled together at the bottom, and they shall be coupled together at the top by one ring. Thus it shall be for both of them. They shall be for the two corners. So there shall be eight boards with their sockets of silver, sixteen sockets, two sockets under each of the boards. And you shall make bars of acacia wood, five for the boards on the one side of the tabernacle, five boards for the boards on the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars on for the boards of the side of the tabernacle, for the far side westward. The middle bar shall pass through the midst of the boards from one from end to end. You shall overlay the boards with gold, make their rings of gold as holders for the bars, and overlay the bars with gold. And you shall raise up the tabernacle according to its pattern, which you are shown on the mountain. Mm -hmm. Wow. Amen. There's a lot there, as you everyone was already discussing. Um. It's a couple things, right? So, so let's start with the numbers because there are very specific numbers here mentioned, right? Yes. Yes. Um. Well. Actually, no, we won't start with the numbers. <laughs> start with the boards, right? The materials. Okay. Again, we've seen this even, or not even, even at the start with the Ark. Mm-hmm. Ark of the Covenant. Made out of what? Acacia wood. Acacia or shittim wood, right? Overlaid with gold. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Overlaid with gold. And why? Does anybody remember? I don't. Okay. It's a very hard or sturdy wood right Mm -hmm. yes so it can withstand a lot right yes i mean and and this was already brought up all the times it would have to take this down and move it and reset it up over the course of 40 years just just the time in the wilderness clearly had to withstand a lot had to endure not withstand yes withstand but endure a lot right Mm -hmm. Yes. yes so Clearly, you need very sturdy, structurally sound wood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one aspect of it. But then you have, uh, I'll say, the silver um, sockets of silver, right? Yes. <clears throat> what does the Lord say, or how is Scripture in Scripture is silver usually referred to? What does it refer to? Things being purified and, and a reference to the, the dross coming to the top. There's mm. also articles of silver, silver and gold okay. in the house referenced in the New Testament um, and articles that, that are vessels that are clean and unclean. Or, okay. Um, so, um, 
There is silver as the foundation, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Psalm 12, 6. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace on the earth, refined seven times. Amen. All right? And yes, as you pointed out, honey, there is um, the aspect of refining, right? Psalm 66, 10 through 12. For you have tried us, O God. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net and laid an oppressive burden upon our loins. You made men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you brought us out into a place of abundance. Um, and even in Revelation, right? There's the, I wish you would buy from me silver refined in the furnace, right? Um, yes. And it's in a number of places. Something that has been as you pointed out, honey, tried, tested, refined, and purified, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Um, so I find it interesting that it is, I'll say, at the base for this, what they were put the boards in. Also, the boards were double stacked, right? Mm. Yes. So the, and all the research I've done, it appears that the acacia tree never grows more than two feet thick. And what the Lord in his measurements describes, each of these, I'll say walls, was approximately three and a half feet thick, Hmm. which is incredible. And of course, you can look all the way through Revelation, trial and the tribulation, right? There's two periods of three and a half years or a seven year period, Mm -hmm. right? We just talked about refining the furnace seven times, or the Lord's word, right? That's in Reve- mm-hmm. uh, yes. Psalm 12. We just read that, right? Yes. So you see that that also kind of thought played out there, right? But then also, there's two boards. How did Christ send out his disciples? In pairs, in pairs two. of two. In pairs of two, why? So. I have to go back and look at it. I say so that way they have a. Brother, I was just say if you're comparing it to the, the temple in which you just went over, it's because it provides strength. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And which would go back to we could jump into what is it, Ecclesiastes mm-hmm. nine something? I think it is right nine seventeen or something about uh, two is strength, but a core of three symbolizing the Holy Spirit. Three and four cold is not easily yeah, broken. Not easily broken. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So because there's also one board that runs through the middle, right? Or one board, one of the bars. Excuse me. Runs through the middle, right? Yes. Tying it together, but also strengthening each other through this walk, through being refined, right? And I'll, I'll read that, Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. Thank Two you, are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Mm-hmm. So, again, this, these walls were covered by the, the different layers, right? Four different layers. Right? You had the curtains over them, um, linen curtains. You had the goat's hair. You had the ram skins dyed red, so signifying Christ's shedding of his blood. Mm-hmm. 
and you also had the badgered skins or uh, leather, right? Mm. As the outermost covering. So all that was covered in here. Uh, I want to bring up Malachi 3, 2 through 4. It says, But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a smelter and purify uh, and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, so that they may present to the Lord offerings in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Mm-hmm. So, of course, referring to Christ because he is our um, pattern and example, but also, as the pattern example, he demonstrates how we're to live our life, right? Constantly being refined as gold and silver, right? Mm. He says that the sons of Levi, right? But we are a kingdom of kings and priests, right? Yes. yes. So, again, this is just further... Um, further demonstration example of or a type in a shadow of how our lord is and how this applies to our life and by this i mean our walk of faith how we're to live this out daily in our lives right yes um yes. also i brought up the numbers right mm-hmm. numbers are there's there's no detail that is <laughs> insignificant with the lord right yes, um so he initially starts off and says uh, about the boards, right? Ten cubits shall be the length of a board, right? What was the number ten? Does anybody remember? I thought it was judgment. And? Um, divine order. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right? Yes. So even in the refining, there is order. And, right? That's provided by the Lord. Yes. Okay? Yes. As when we are out of order and refuse to to come into order or into alignment, right? That then judgment is experienced. Yes? Yes. Okay. Um <coughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um so then you have uh yeah, two tenants for each board, right? Is that the is ten and a weight or that is what uh, the bottom, what's at the the bottom that base? Oh, so we talked about the, the silver baseline. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, that's there for each board. Um, so here's the other thing: forty sockets of silver. What does the number forty typically represent in scripture? Does that does anyone know? Well, we have. Jesus fasting for 40 days. We have Moses up on the mountain several times for 40 days. So okay. I would The flood for 40 days. So typically, it is about a, a period of, of trial or struggle, right? Uh, which is also goes to refining. So, uh, or sh- sh- I'll say testing, trial, or probation, right? Hmm. Jesus, again, tested, as you pointed out, in the wilderness for 40 days. And then there was the battle, right? And by yes. battle, I mean he was tried by 
Satan. Tempted. Tempted. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. By Satan in the wilderness. Yes? yes? Yes. Okay. So again, speaking to the refining part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So there's that. Um, what's next? Uh, 20 boards. All right. That was, that was the next part. 20 boards. Does anybody know what 20 stands for? No. No. So, 20 is twice 10, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, there is the, uh, the thought, if you will, that it is the perfect waiting period, right? You have been in order for the required time, right? Yes. Um, yes. Jacob waited 20 years for possession of his wives and property to be freed. Does that make sense? Yes. Children of Israel, 20 years waiting to be freed from the king of Canaan who oppressed them. Um, and there are other examples, but that's just a couple, right? Yes. Um, oh, also, uh, 20 appears in sleep, if you will, right? In sleep? In sleep, yes. Um, the, the, with examples of the Lord speaking in dreams, right? Um, Jacob dreams of a ladder going to heaven. Um, his employer Laban is warned in a dream uh, to leave him alone, right? Um, so this happens on a number of different times in scripture. Um, but also King Solomon, while sleeping, is offered by the Lord anything he wants. That's in 1 Kings 3, 5. Right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'll, I'll bring that up to bring this up. Right? What does the Lord say? Where your treasure is, there your heart is, there also. Your heart is also. So, our, our lives and what we should want and desire is to be purified, be presented pure, holy, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish before our Lord and Savior. Right? Yes. That should be our desire. For the full length of time, operating and functioning in his divine order, in alignment with his divine order. Everybody get that? Yes. yes. Okay. And um, there was another thing. Oh, so there were 48 boards. All right. Yes. So for 48... Um, there's not exactly a number, but I, I want to bring this up. Um, there were, for, we're talking about the priesthood now, right? Okay. Yes. The priesthood, the Levites, were not given an inheritance. Mm-hmm. Because why? The Lord because was the Lord was their inheritance. The Lord was their inheritance. But what were they given? The tithe. They were given a, a portion in every city. Like a, a place for... How many cities? 48 cities. Of those 48 cities, six of them were de- designated for something special. City of refuge? Mm-hmm. Cities of refuge, exactly. So cities of refuge. And then, so if you take out those six, there's 42. All right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So... 
Uh, turn to Matthew real quick. Chapter 1. As we said, everything in here points to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter yes. 1. Matthew chapter 1. Okay, I get it. Can someone read verse 17, please? I will. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14. Generations. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14. Generations from David into the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon into the, into the Christ are 14 generations. Mm. 14 times 3 is? 42. 42. Amen. So, Christ, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is 42. But we see there, right? Christ is our city of refuge. He is the, right? where we can live and learn and dwell in him, unashamed, still have our life, our being, and everything. Mm -hmm. So a city of refuge is um, a place that the in the Old Testament when the law was given, that if someone killed um, a relative of someone's on accident, the family that suffered the loss technically had the right to enact vengeance, but because it wasn't intentional, God gave the, the one who committed the um, killing unintentionally an opportunity to flee to a city, city of refuge mm -hmm. where the people, um, the family that was wronged could not enter the city to kill them. If the person that was running, that was fleeing, was anywhere outside of the city of refuge, um, they could be killed because of the, the right that they had to vengeance and um, to repay them for the wrong. But once they entered into the city of refuge, they could not be harmed. And, and I believe they were allowed to come out after maybe it was a, a year of Jubilee. Um, if the high priest died oh, okay. in that year, okay, they were allowed to go free. And then nobody and could, could not kill be them touched. after that. Yes. But that city of refuge was the Lord showing grace that even though you did something like you should not kill, it was not a malicious killing or an intentional killing. Um, which is murder, which happens with malice, mm -hmm. but um, and still offer an opportunity for them to be saved. And even if the family chose not to have vengeance, you know, they didn't really want to enact vengeance. If the person was in refuge, mm -hmm. they could go, okay, we can let them go all and, you know, keep moving. Absolutely. And six, again, just for, for everyone and the listeners, six was the number four. Man. man. For man. So the Lord giving and showing his grace and freedom to man. Is everybody tracking with that? As he always yeah. does. As he always does. And so when we think about that, we also have to keep in mind that the spiritual laws, it is this. The penalty of sin is death. Amen. It is first a um, separation from God and spiritual death, and then also natural death, as in dying and then proceeding to hell. The penalty of sin is death. That's a spiritual law. And because of the spiritual laws, God has to honor his word. And in that, he still knows everything, and so he has incorporated grace so that we have an opportunity to be uh, retrieved or revived from that penalty. And Jesus is the ultimate grace that comes to us and has come to us, and through his blood and relationship with him, we get to have that grace enacted day after day mm -hmm. to not only revive us from being separated from God, but to also preserve us from 
um, eternal separation and having sickness and disease and premature death and things of that nature in, in our lifetime. Amen. And, and that comes as a result of what, honey? Which part? Uh, receiving the grace given. That's right. Except Jesus. Except Jesus, right? Which mm-hmm. means there is union with him. There were five bars, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Two in the top, two in the bottom, and one in the middle, in the midst of it, right? Yes. So number two in yes. scripture typically refers to as union, mm-hmm. right? Like two shall become one flesh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you also saw that with the tenons, right? The union. The Lord putting two boards together, mm-hmm. right? So union. You also see that there was union, right? On the outside bars, right? There were okay. two sets of two, mm-hmm. and then there was one in the middle, five being the number of grace. But you see union before, and then you see how we had broken a coven- covenant, and you see this throughout scripture, um, how we had broken the covenant that, that paired us with the Lord, that brought us into union with him. He still gave us grace and mercy mm-hmm. and, and said, I I've still have been like a husband to you and mm-hmm. will do so, mm-hmm. which is immense grace. So you see the grace is even given throughout this entire framework and structure. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. So I want to pause there <laughs> and, um, for today, just for time. And um, so we can be respectful of time because I know we, we ran over a bit in the last one, but um, the last weeks. So we're going to do that. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. And just thank you for just giving us the opportunity to be one with you, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us your instruction, that there's no other instruction that beats that. Lord, I also just thank you for giving grace to us so that we're able to come to you and be your sons and daughter, daughters. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.